0: welding instructor alex DeClaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills
1: there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that
0: exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
2: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day
4: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
5: has taken over let's
2: go it's pharrell coast to
5: coast steaks chicks stacks you and i are gonna make a lot of money it's pharrell coast to coast Still 4-3, bottom eight in Cleveland. The Guardians are up by a run over the Jays, one out, and nobody on. Everything else, Detroit 3 nothing over Minnesota, final Baltimore, Bautista got it done in the ninth with the bases loaded 5-4 over the Astros. They finally beat them, and the Pirates 7-5 over the Braves. What do we got going on tonight, Carver High? Uh,
1: limited slate. Uh, on a Thursday night in baseball, Scotty. Only four games. We'll start in Tampa, where the Cards and the Rays play uh, the rubber match of their three game series. The Rays are going to put Zach Littell up on the mound. Matthew Liberatore uh, for the Cardinals. Right now, Rays minus 185, Cards plus nine and a buck 50, the big total.
5: So I laid a run and a half and got it at plus 115 this morning. That same bet is now uh, plus 105 if they cover uh, the one and a hook. So I'm going with them tonight. Uh, The Cardinals at the drop, the Rays. Look, I don't disagree with you. You and I were on the same wavelength on the Rays could miss out with all their pitchers being injured. But the reality is this. uh, There's still uh, a vaunted lineup with the bats. So... When they're playing a bad team, which is what St. Louis is, you got to beat them tonight. You got to beat them by a couple runs and, and make me some money. I made money on the Orioles today. I need to raise tonight, Carver High. So listen to that game on the way to the uh, Buttercup.
1: Nationals and the Phillies again in Philadelphia, final game of a four game set. Aaron Nola and Patrick Corbin tonight. Phillies minus 250, plus two Bills for the Nats. Flat nine
5: is the total. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I like the over. I, I think that everybody and their brother's betting the under. Uh, I think Corbin gives up yeah. lots of runs. They've been hitting a lot of home runs in this series. I'm not laying that kind of wood on a, a baseball game tonight. And I'm not even laying the wood on laying a run and a half is minus thirty five. Too expensive for me to sit around worrying about winning by two runs every game like yesterday i had to go in game to beat the colorado rockies you got to be kidding me i mean the worst teams in baseball when you're betting they still lose by a run and it just drives me nuts so if i'm not getting it at plus money land or money and a half i'm not doing it i'm not that stupid
1: Royals in Fenway again tonight against the Red Sox. James Paxton, the big maple against Austin Cox. Red Sox minus 225 again. Royals plus 185. 10 and a half of fat total in this one.
5: Again, the over here. And I mean, the only bet that's even viable is that um, laying the run and a half and minus a buck and a quarter. I mean, they can barely beat this team. Remember, they beat them last night by a run. The night before that, they got a walk-off grand slam that shouldn't have counted. They should have gone to the 10th inning tied at twos. The home plate ump and the first base ump called no on the check swing where the guy literally, he swang all the way to his hip. I mean, the ball, uh, the guy swung and the ball, the bat went over the plate all the way to his other hip and they called it a check swing like, it was the worst call I've seen in baseball this year by a, on a check swing. I mean, this guy swanked. Everyone knew it, and uh, they end up winning the game. I don't trust this game. I want nothing to do with it. If I'm going to bet it at all, I'm betting the over.
1: We welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Thursday. All of you, welcome. Good to have you. The Rockies and the Dodgers, the final one tonight. Late night on the left coast at Chavez Ravine. Clayton Kershaw, Scotty, back. For the first time since the All-Star break, the Rockies will send Ty Block to the mound. How's this for the heavy lumber of the night? Minus 375 for L.A. The Rockies plus 290, 8.5 the total.
5: Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near this game. But if I had to, I'm going to take the under. uh, And and it's at 8.5. And, I mean, a lot of people are betting that. So... I don't want anything to do with these prices. They're ridiculous. If you lay the run and a half, it's at least minus $1. seventy-five, And it's just, I mean, I'm going to have a stroke laying that kind of wood. I'm not doing it. So thanks so much. I don't care if they cancel the game. I hope it rains.
1: I think the only way I'd play the Dodgers in that game is either the Dodger team total or the whole game over. Uh, one of that. Because I, I, they'll score some runs on the Rockies tonight. They'll bust the big stick out. Speaking of the big stick, it's tater time, Scotty. Let's oh. dance baby with the long balls in Major Ugh. League. I don't care if there's only 4 games. You think we can't find some guys to go after for tater time? Easy. How about Kyle Easy. Schwarber? He's been hitting for us and how's he doing? 350 with 2 homers in his career off of Patrick Corbin. Plus 300 for him tonight. How about Paul Goldschmidt Scotty? Why? 5 for 6. Off of this guy, Littell, in his career, including a homer. He's hitting 833 against him. Let's go. Bobby Witt Jr., plus 350 for the Royals. Let's take the big maple over the monster at Fenway tonight. And then double Dodgers for you against Block and the Rockies. We'll go Freddie Freeman at 4-1. And Chris Taylor, who has beat up this guy, Ty Block, Scotty. 305 with two career homers off a block. So let's get Chris Taylor tonight. At Dodger Stadium.
5: Yeah, and I like Betts, and I like uh, Bryce Harper as well. I got no problem with any of those other Tater bets you got up there.
1: There you go. Uh, let's have a big night. Only four games, uh, but we need to keep the drive interesting.
5: Uh, so we're going to get some long balls for the late night for us. Let's go. Two NFL games tonight, baby. Yes.
2: We'll discuss those
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
7: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
5: One note, Carver High, Thor, Syndergaard today, five and two-thirds, I think, one earned run. That's the best game that guy has pitched in two years. That's just flat out. That's all there is to it. It's the first, and, and the one good game uh, that he had when he first came over, right, to Cleveland, he was pitching great and then pulled up lame. Or Remember, he got hit with a line drive and left the game. Yeah. So he's actually pitching well. In Cleveland, for the most part, which is astonishing because he has just been dreadful everywhere else.
1: Uh, he certainly has. Uh, so that would be very good for the Guardians. We mentioned before uh, where they're at in terms of behind the Twins in the Central. Twins don't they they want it. Maybe the Guardians uh, can get themselves going a little bit. How about a little pain day now? I mean, it's oh. pain day time. You got preseason oh. games for the next four days, two tonight. Oh. Several tomorrow, several hey. Saturday. I hey. mean, it is time to go. Let's hey. start with the Bengals uh, and head coach Zach Taylor. Of course, everybody wants an update on your boy, Joey Silk, Joe Burrow. What's going on? Well, guess what? There will be no update, Scotty, because when Zach Taylor says several weeks, he means several weeks. Here we go. Yeah, what you, when
7: you notice about Joe Burrow's progress heading towards the season uh, he's been great in the meetings, you know, and he does his work with, with the trainers and with Joey Bose. Um, so we'll just continue to progress that.
8: the timeline still the same as it has
1: been? Was there nothing on him?
7: Well, I mean, the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. So we'll just remain – we'll let that play out.
5: Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Good job. Thanks so much for wasting our time with that nothingness. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is what it is. Uh, if this guy doesn't play – They're screwed. Uh,
1: That is 100% true. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Uh, Gotta have Joey Silk uh, in the mix, that's for sure. All right, let's check in with Mike Tomlin. We like to do this once or twice a week after practice, see how Mike's doing. Now, you know how sometimes, Scotty, you know, you get those, uh, you know, kind of in the summer, easy Mondays and easy Fridays, you know, maybe dress down, you know, take it a little easy going into the weekend. Mike Tomlin doesn't do easy mondays and Fridays, scotty it's always work for the pittsburgh steelers here we go
2: man um awesome day today um the thing i was looking for i didn't want to warm up to our work week Uh, we got to be a group that works going into off days and works coming out of off days we don't need to waste time Uh, we don't need to have the corporate monday morning or the corporate friday afternoon if you will in terms of our progress Um, And and so I like what I saw in that regard. I thought they brought energy and enthusiasm and urgency to this work today. They didn't warm up to it. Um, It helps because of the things that we were focused on today. It was a physical day today, um, short yardage and goal line, really good stiff competition. We'll take a look at the tape tonight uh, and teach. But uh, it was important that we hit some of those things before we get into a stadium this weekend uh, so that they're duly prepared and have that experience under the belt.
5: So it's always, uh, all I ever hear about is how they're going to stink and they're going to be in last place. And uh, let's just be clear, that never happens. All he does is win. Uh, And the Browns are the stink of that division, even with Deshaun Watson. They're the ones that always finish last. That's just all there is to it. People think, uh, you know, the paper champion in this division is the Ravens uh the paper champion in the afc east is the jets uh the ravens are paper champions they've already got them uh you know going to the super bowl with obj and lamar and neither one of them can finish a season neither one of them and i'm still on pittsburgh to be in the ravens arse the entire season i went to uh multiple games where the ravens were favored uh, to beat the Steelers, and the Steelers always beat them. So I am not afraid of the Ravens. Uh, the only team I'm afraid of is the Bengals with Silk, with Burrow, without Burrow. I'm not afraid of the Bengals at all. If that guy has cap problems, let's say hypothetically all year, which could very well happen, let me tell you something. I know I know 100 guys that have had cap problems that have had them recurring for a whole year. I know a guy right now, the tore his calf. He hasn't played in six months in basketball. And this guy played every day, never missed. He, he, he came back one day for five minutes and he left. He went right out the door. It recurs like nobody's business. I am telling, I'm going to talk to Tony Pike today. I want to hear him tell me that that guy's guaranteed to play every game with his uh, beat up calf. If that guy doesn't play, they're not winning the division. Okay. And that opens the door for, frankly, I'm sure everyone to say the Ravens, And I say the Steelers, the Steelers are loaded, loaded. Their only problem is their back end. Fair enough. Everybody's got issues. Every team has, has weaknesses. I won't deny that's their weakness. If you want to call it that some people might say Minka Fitzpatrick and Patrick Peterson are good players. Uh, Some people think that Minka is the best safety in the NFL. I'm one of them. So uh, your back end sucks, but you got the best player in the league. Okay. Whatever you say, That's the same people that do the win, win, loss, win, 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 loss, win. win. Uh, I don't, you know, every week's a nightmare in pain day. Every week, every opponent is a nightmare. Every one of them.
1: The Steelers to make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. That's it. Plus 135. Their win total is eight and a half. T.J. Watt, plus 750 for Defensive Player of the Year. They're 30-1 to 1 to win the AFC. They are 60-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. There's your Steeler numbers.
5: They will hit every one of those bets. All of them. And the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I do like the over 8.5. I hit it last so, year. I'm going to try to hit it again. Uh, and I'll so even play the make-the-playoff one. There's
5: a good story. So, last night... My buddy goes. Uh, my buddy Jeff in Pittsburgh goes to the game, Pirates game with the Braves, and he went with his son. And this guy bought a ticket for my deceased father, who mm. used to sit with him at every Pirate game for forty years. And he used to. My dad used to go to eighty-one games a year. He never missed. He was a legend at PNC and at Three Rivers. And my guy sent me a picture of him and his son sitting apart with a seat in the middle open with my dad's ticket sitting there my dad's been dead for five years uh i just thought that was just such a class act move top shelf status my guy went to the box office and bought a, a box seat down by the field for my dead father i just thought that was cool as all hell
1: tremendous job uh, right there that's for sure uh, legend like you said uh, at those ballparks tr um all right uh lions of course getting a lot of juice a lot of juice uh, for of the juice. Lions. Here's Jared Goff. Not worried about critics, Scotty. Some saying maybe the Lions aren't ready for this. He doesn't want to hear any of that. And he thinks the offense is a lot further ahead uh, than they were last year going
5: into the season. Here's Goff.
9: I think it always helps, yeah. I think you always want to find that edge some way, somehow. Um, that that's a smaller with. edge for me. I think I've got more personal ones that, you know, internally fire me up. but. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it's always good to have the little chip on your shoulder that you want to prove people wrong.
7: Do you think that you get enough respect?
9: I don't care, don't care, don't even know if I do or not, try to win the games for this team, that's all.
1: Jared, how do you feel that the offense compares to this time last year? Uh,
9: yeah, much further along, certainly much further along, much, uh, if last year was 101, we're in 201 now, you know? like. It's, uh, it's our ability to kind of do things at, at, at the next level, and it's, it's challenging for me as well, you know, just making sure every day that I know what my rules are and my checks and all that stuff, but I know everyone else is doing the same thing, and it's, it's taken the next step uh, these last few weeks and feeling like we're in a good place.
5: I mean, uh, they have to live up to it. You know, I was on NFL radio today talking about it. They're, they're another team. The hype machine is real. I mean, every year now, this is two years in a row, the Lions are going to the Super Bowl, okay? Uh, let's make the playoffs. Let's, you know, make the playoffs. They've, I'm not even asking for them to win the division, which they've already they've given already they've won. They've handed them the division. They've already handed them Take the division. But
1: They've already won the Super Bowl. Look at this guy. I mean, we love when people do this. Quickly, before the break, show it. We got to see this guy's arm or leg, whatever that is. I'll have to show you later. There it is. This Uh, year's Super Bowl. He's got the Lions Super Bowl (laughs) tattoo lined up, Scotty, your boy.
4: Get ready to have some black ink cover up that failure. Fail. Fail. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact
0: muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. know your prey this is a whole new jungle this is the lion's share brought to you by bet
5: all right so uh did i tell you about bet no run first inning fridays it's incredible how do you get the offer three easy steps opt into the promotion place a no run first inning bet on any mlb game bet no on the Will there be a run in the first inning market if your bet loses, but only one run is scored during the first inning? You're going to receive a bonus bet back, equaling your stake up to 50 bucks. Not bad. The bonus bet will be reflected once the wager is settled. Available only on Fridays. That would be tomorrow. Make sure you check the terms and conditions of this promotion before participating at BetMGM.com. Davis Lee Robmatic joins us from Fantasy Sports Today. You can catch him on Saturdays at 8 with Scoop Mish and every day on Coast to Coast. I want to start with this today. Uh, Olsen hit number 40 today. He ties Otani. Who will win the home run uh, contest this year in Major League Baseball? I think Olsen's got as good a shot to beat him as uh, Otani does. Like People thought he was going to pass judge he's been sitting on 40 for the week basically right and uh this late in the season he's got you know he's got to start jacking home runs if he's going to get near that number i don't think he is but i think Olson can beat him
8: i mean i think Olson definitely can beat him would i say that it's probable i mean it's it's pretty close right so otani has definitely optimized his game this year more for the home runs he's got Uh, the highest fly ball rate of his career. He's also striking out a little bit less, but maybe more importantly, he's also not taking quite as many walks. So he's clearly optimizing his plate appearances. Now, the other thing you got to say is Olsen, I mean, he is a little bit more, uh, he's got other great hitters going, or he's got great hitters protecting him. You know, he's got very good guys going around him. If we're we're getting to September, we're getting late, I mean, are you trying to pitch to Otani? If you're if you're the Texas Rangers, if you're the Houston Astros, if you're the Seattle Mariners, you're trying to make the playoffs. You know, I mean, what I don't remember, wasn't it um there's a Brandon Belt, there was some Blue Jay, right, who was who was pissed off that they pitched to Otani. They were like they were like why are you even pitching him? He's the only Chapman. good hitter. Yeah, Chapman. There we go. Okay, so it was Chapman and he was like, "Why are you throwing to Otani? He's the only player on their whole team. Like why would you do that?" And that's pretty like micro level analysis, but I mean, why would you pitch to Shohei Ohtani when the Angels are this bad?
5: So let's talk about uh, the Orioles for a second. Today, they finally solved the Astros. They were up 5-2 to two in the 8th. Next thing you know, it was 5-3 to three. in the ninth. They had the bases loaded. They scored another run on a ball off the third baseman's glove that the shortstop picked up in the grass, played it a run, Altuve scored, and it was 5-4. They had um, Tucker came up, uh, he walked, and eventually uh, Diaz is the guy that hit the line drive and scored the run. They eventually got out of it, and uh, Batista closed the door, and they won 5-4. But They did win 5-4. You know, they did win. I got him at plus a buck five this morning. They finally won a bet for me. But the other night, Tuesday night, I lost on the Grand Slam, and I had that at plus a buck 15. Uh, that, that crumbled in the ninth. Are uh, in the eighth, and they won in the ninth. Uh, and then they got their ass beat yesterday, eight to two. I said earlier in the show today that if they get in a playoff series with the Houston Astros, they're not beating them. They are got to go to Houston. And obviously, Houston's come into Camden Yards and basically pushed them around. And they were so in Batista's head today, and that ninth inning wasn't even funny.
8: They were unbelievable. I mean, the Astros, I think, were, despite the results of this game, the Astros have shown they're the better team i mean i think the idea of these two teams playing a seven game series you're gonna have to face verlander twice you're gonna have to face Valdez twice you're gonna have to face javier at least once i mean what is what is the orioles plan for pitching i mean it's okay you got jack flaherty jack flaherty had eight strikeouts yesterday like and and i i know you and i have both been on the orioles in the series i said this morning on the morning after i was like yeah i mean i'm just taking them Anytime they're plus 100 or better got right. lucky, got lucky on this one. I mean, let's, let's, let's call a spade of spades. So i I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week, to be honest, but your baseline point is hundred percent accurate, which is that the Baltimore Orioles do not have the pitching to win the, uh, a championship. They really don't because pitching becomes even more important in the playoffs. Your guys are going to pitch more often. Your best pitchers are going to go twice in a series And it's a lot of pressure on their bullpen. Now, their bullpen's been super good. Felix Batista, unfortunately, did uh, give the Grand Slam up the other night. Their bullpen's been really good, but they haven't been in a ton of high-leverage situations. You know, do I want Cole Irvin or, uh, you know, Mike Bowman pitching with my season on the line? Like, I don't know, probably not. I'd probably rather have a starter. I feel comfortable going seven innings. Do the Orioles have one starter you want to be going seven innings? I don't think so. I literally do not think they have one guy. That you're like, all right, we're going to get seven good innings out of this guy in game three against the Astros.
5: So we talked about uh, the Twins' lead in the Central, that it doesn't matter. Uh, They're going to win the division, and then we said they're going to lose in the playoffs. And if they play that third wildcard team, whether it's hypothetically Seattle, they've won seven in a row, or is it Toronto leading them by a game and a half? Jay's up game and a half on Seattle.
9: I don't I, think the I,
5: Twins can beat any of those uh, three wild card teams. No, no, the
8: Twins. The Twins are uh, Scotty. They're winning by default, right? I mean, that's that's what the deal is. They are winning a division where everyone else has waved the white flag. The White Sox don't care. The Guardians don't care. I mean, the the American League Central. I, I mean, every team should be embarrassed. The Twins winning it should be embarrassed. The Guardians should be embarrassed that they gave up on it. The White Sox should really be embarrassed because they are behind the Tigers and they actually have a bunch of good players. They, you know, they called up their top prospect Oscar Colas and he's been he's been god awful. But like every player associated with the White Sox should be embarrassed. Tim Tim Anderson should be embarrassed. Elvis Andrews should be embarrassed. Yasmani Grandal's been all, like all these guys. I it, it's awful. Uh, I I don't know has, has this has this happened to you where I kind of, the Mariners snuck up on me. I, I was looking at stuff this morning and I was like, wait, the Mariners have 62 wins. The Mariners are two and a half games back out of the wild card. Like that came to me. It felt like it came out of absolutely nowhere.
5: Well, Carver High and I have been on Seattle now for a month, uh, that they were going to have the big second half. Like they did last year. And they're doing exactly that. As I said, they've won seven in a row and they've been pounding the Padres. Is it amazing to you how bad that team is on the road?
8: It It is, and it never makes any sense to me. Um, like, I don't get why a baseball team – okay, the Rockies, I would get. I would get why if you're building your team to win a game in, like, a, an unbelievably difficult environment for half of your games, I get why you'd be bad on the road. But for all the other teams in baseball, I mean, I don't get it. What What would the reason be for being – so poor on the road. I mean, maybe it's just like a discipline thing. Maybe it's that uh, you, you got a you got a cheap owner, cheap front office, and they're you're, you're traveling coach, or you're staying at the Radisson instead of the Four Seasons or whatever. But either way, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It does. It feels crazy to me that teams can be this bad on the road.
5: There's seven games under 500. Now uh, we said today that the Yankees are done, the Red Sox are done, the Mets are done. And anything in between is nonsense. The Mets aren't making up seven games. They couldn't play 90 ball if it hit them in the face the rest of the way because that's what they would need to do to jump that many teams. And the Yankees and Red Sox aren't doing it either. It's season over. Do you think they'll finally fire Aaron Boone?
8: no probably not probably not right he'll probably weasel is we no, uh, weasel's way out of it he'll be like he'll be like, be. I got a plan we're gonna get Otani I got a plan you can't fire no me no way
5: they got to get rid of him it's not working anymore dude no
8: I mean it's, def- it's definitely not working but I just feel like the whole Yankees way doesn't work anymore like the Yankees are are they're just another team now they're not the Yankees anymore to me at least
5: all right, so you have the a big maple tonight over six and a half Ks at minus a buck fifty five. Uh, what are some of your other plays? I love your Rays play. I need them to cover a run and a half against the Cards down there. I'm just hoping their bats come alive tonight at the drop. They lost to the Cards last night.
8: Yeah, I got uh, leading off here. We got James Paxton over six and a half strikeouts. Feel pretty good about that one. My uh, my Royals did finally start scoring some runs but uh they still are whiffing like crazy i mean even they're good hitters right uh edward oliveris and bobby wood jr and these guys are striking out a ton i i love this Rays spot against the cardinals now the Rays, i mean it's it's a little bit of a difficult run for them right now i mean they are i i don't really believe in the blue jays bro they're only four games ahead of the blue jays they uh, i mean theoretically they could get they could get chased down by seattle as well uh, I mean, I don't think they got to worry about uh, about the Angels anymore, unfortunately. But these are some high leverage spots. They also uh, they got to take advantage when they have competent pitching because their uh, their pitching is is such a mess. All their dudes are banged up. We got uh, Patrick Corbin over six and a half hits allowed. Uh, their bullpen is pretty taxed after giving up a bunch of runs last night. I think we should be able to get an extra inning out of him and he's actually been going deep in the games he just can't strike anyone out feel pretty good about that one and uh sort of a a smaller menu tonight so i went with pretty much my favorite bet every single night in major league baseball which is mookie Betts to score a run i mean you can bet over on the dodgers team total or you can bet mookie Betts to score a run and, and mookie Betts always feels easier
5: i mean he gotta score a run every day he scores runs when he's sleeping how do you think kershaw will do tonight
8: I mean, I, I have never seen this, or at least it's been a while. You ever seen a minus 400 favorite in baseball? I mean, that's pretty yeah, insane, yeah. and a minus 400 favorite is nuts. I,
5: I want nothing to do with that, Juice. Thanks so much. I'll see you tomorrow, brother. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. Our favorite correspondent in the Queen City is the great Tony Pike, the legendary quarterback from the Bearcats. And he's on ESPN uh, 1530 in the Queen City, and he's fresh off a vacation. He got back to work this week. He was down in that white sand shore megatan. Looked at the Siesta Key with that white flower sandy beach. You had it all going, Tony. The Hot Wife, the kids. I saw you enjoying breathing it all in what's it like to have to go get slapped in the face
7: back at work well you know not only get slapped in the face but you're down there for what three days at the time and Joe Burrow leaves Bengals training camp so you think here we go again Uh, football season in Cincinnati has taken on a whole different uh, feel uh, over the last couple years so if you don't take a vacation before the season you're going to drive yourself crazy I believe that Uh, so let me ask you uh, I, I was talking
5: earlier in the show today about uh, calf injuries because I play tons of basketball. You play football. You know, like I tore my calf. It was good night, Irene. I was done. And then you try to come back from it and you're scared to death because you can feel it and you think it's going to roll again up on you and you're going to be finished again for another couple of weeks and months. Uh, it's the most aggravating injury. Like uh, I think the quadricep. The calf, the hammy, and the groin, those injuries are, they can be season-long nightmares. Do you worry about Joey Silk with his uh, calf? He had the problem before he pulled it. Uh, He was already putting the the copper sleeve on it. Do you worry this could linger all year, or do you think he's young enough that it just washes?
7: I think think he's young enough that you look past it. It is a a trend that you don't wanna see in Cincinnati, right? He's yet to have a normal training camp. If you go back to COVID, if you go back to the knee injury the appendectomy, and now this calf injury, he's been a slow starter here in Cincinnati. He's, he's been unbelievable over the course of the season, but he's started slow, four interceptions in week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. I worry more about the mental side than the physical. I, I saw him at practice yesterday. They had a joint practice against the Packers. If he didn't have the sleeve on, you wouldn't have been able to tell which calf he had strained. But I think mentally as a quarterback, you're driving off, you're, you're planting, you're landing on a leg. You're going to have the likes of Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt and company chasing you down in the AFC North. If you're not mentally 100% past it, as a quarterback, you're, you're in trouble because you start to think about that stuff instead of your reads or getting the ball out. So I think it's more mental. I think that's why they're going to let him take his time coming back. Um, but I don't think it lingers. I think they're smart enough. Jamar Chase talked about taking the extra week uh, last week when, when he was injured last year. I think they understand the, the big picture here in Cincinnati and, and no need to rush through a calf strain. So, Tony, uh,
5: just from your end of things, when you played, did you ever have it and it became a, a pain in the ass? Like the the calf the hammy, the groin, the quad, those, those, you know, those are the, you know, the big four horsemen and they can be uh, just, just irritating. Like I remember this guy the other day that I play with ball and he had torn his calf and he, we hadn't seen him in months. Guy comes back, he played for two minutes. He's like, ah, uh-huh, I can't do yeah. it. I, I can't run. I can't uh, explode at all. It just won't get better. What was the worst one you ever had? Did you have the calf? Did you have the hammy or the groin or the quad? Any of them ever uh, no. shut you down and give you problems?
7: No, my lower body was stayed healthy, mostly because I didn't choose to run at all. And that's where Joe Burrow, how many plays over the last years have you seen him make with his legs? Because the offensive line has been a problem, but to extend plays, that's where he's been magical. Uh, mine was all upper body. I, I had a couple, uh, I broke my arm twice, but even that, just, just something as simple as falling when you're getting tackled. You have to think, okay, don't brace your fall with your arm. For Joe Burrow, you know, you, you've got to think now, how are you navigating the pocket? Which plays maybe do you just want to burn the ball into the ground? And which play are you going to try to extend and make a play down the field with your lower body? So it's so much a weapon of what he does, right? he He's such an underrated athlete, and you're seeing it more and more what he can do with his lower body He wants to be a pocket guy, but you have to have that in the back of your mind because he's so dynamic when he gets into the open field. You just again, that's why you you have to clear the mental hurdle. You talk about that with knee injuries all the time with with guys at receiver who got to get in and out of their breaks. you got to clear that mental hurdle just as much as you do the physical hurdle. And from the mindset that we get to see with Joe Burrow here a lot. I don't think that that lingers. He's one of the toughest mental players that I've ever seen. He's so strong. He doesn't let anything face him. And 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 I feel like the, the, the feel in Cincinnati and around this Bengals team is that he is going to just get right back to being Joe Burrow.
5: Well, there's no doubt. I think he's just an absolute badass. I like watching him play. My problem is I'm a Steeler fan, so I'm supposed <laughs> to hate you. And I do hate you. Uh, so anyway... I want to ask this question of you. I, You know, I I know the old man. He reminds me of the Rooney family. Uh, Brown is a, I mean, he's been notoriously cheap. Let's just get down to business. Uh, do you feel like this year that the window will close on this team to get back to the Super Bowl based on the fact that he's going to pay Burrow? I mean, he, they he's going to pay him more than any quarterback in the NFL. He'll soon be the highest paid quarterback. And then the decisions that that team and that owner have to make of who they're going to pay, it's obvious chase is the guy they're going to pay. And then that'll be the end of Higgins. Uh, what happens to the Bengals after this year? I know that's a crazy question, but in reality, you better brace yourself Cincinnati because there's no way that old man's paying all of them.
7: It's been a conversation and it's been a conversation going into last off season because this team has gone to back-to-back AFC title games. They went to the Super Bowl. And even though they lost, it was a good feeling to get there. But you have to, in the back of your mind, understand this is what it is. And, you know, the way the Chiefs have been able to pay Patrick Mahomes and build around him, you can see what an elite quarterback does. That receiving core outside of Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs last year, starting the season, uh, outside of what Juju Smith-Schuster used to be, was a who's who of of guys that have have flopped around the NFL. And I, I think when you look at the organizational shift, years and years ago, this, this organization was a laughing stock. I think now this organization is looked at as, as one of those that, okay, how are they doing this? How are they keeping this in line? They've already done stuff out of character, right? They gave Orlando Brown jr. A lot of money the year before they gave Lell Collins a lot of money. And now they've already extended Logan Wilson. They gave Trey Hendrickson another year. The key Damn. for me in Cincinnati is T Higgins. Because there's a lot of teams in the NFL that have a dude at receiver. The Bengals have a couple dudes at receiver. I don't think Tyler Boyd's going to stay around past this year. But if they can find a way to get a deal with T. Higgins and then Jamar Chase in the future, I think this is sustainable. If you lose a T. Higgins, you then got to go back to the drawing board and count on can we draft properly? Can we take the Chiefs model? Because right. they've already kind of done that at tight end, right? They let Hayden Hurst walk. Irv Smith Jr. comes in, Hayden Hurst was a solid player. He's not an all star, but Joe Burrow made him look pretty good. So when you have an elite quarterback, he can elevate everyone in the organization and they've already changed. They they finally got a ring of honor. Their social media engagement has been so much better. They, They changed the uniforms. They've upgraded the stadium. There has been this organizational shift since Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor arrived in Cincinnati that they are doing things that they haven't done in their team's history which would include trying to find ways to give these guys a lot of money.
5: I got to tell you, Higgins, I think I've told you this before. He's my favorite player on the team, and he climbs that tree, and my man comes down with the dinner. All I know is uh, that guy, if they would have thrown to him on third and fourth down in the Super Bowl, they would have won a ring. Instead, uh, I'll never forgive him for that. I I thought that was the worst. The guy made the only two plays in the game for him, and they don't go to him when it mattered most, and he catches everything makes me sick. I got two questions for you. One, what's happening to the Reds? Because they're imploding. And B, how are your Bearcats gonna do in the Big 12? I think Carver High told me they open against um, Venable Sooners in the Queen City. Is that about right? And on that note, have you ever played Because I can't remember every game you played Is there a game to you that you ever played in bigger than that game in Cincinnati that they're going to face coming up?
7: Uh, We played Pittsburgh in 08 here for the Big East championship, which sent us to our first BCS uh, championship game. So that was a big one, but at home, Oklahoma coming in, everything that the big 12 means uh, you you can't, you can't justify. This team lost over 40% of their roster from, from last year via the draft, the transfer portal, and, and you talk about dudes in the in the draft. We know about the Kelseys, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Des Ritter, Alec Pierce. They are some NFL dudes coming out of the Queen City here in Cincinnati. They uh they they miss the other top five teams in the preseason poll in the Big 12. Oklahoma is the only top five team they'll play. They get them at home. They got a road trip at Pitt uh, in week two that I think is going to be a, a a tall task for them. But I think they're going to be in a lot of Two to five point spreads. Emory Jones, who had a good year in 2021 at Florida, if he can return to that form and not Emory Jones from Arizona State last year, which was a dumpster fire. I think they got a good chance to to compete this year. Uh, they're not going to win 10, 11 games, but compete, get themselves six, seven, maybe eight wins a, and put themselves in a really good spot. The Reds. I, I don't know. They they gave David Bell the extension. Uh, they chose not to do anything at the deadline. They're trying to rely on the return of Hunter Green and Jonathan India and Nick Lodolo to spark this team, um, but they've they've completely collapsed over the past couple of weeks. They've they've so many good young players: McLean, Spencer Steer, Ellie De La Cruz, Christian Encarnacion, Strand, Will Benson, Andrew Abbott, but they all have kind of slumped at the same time and. They, they, they're swept at home by the Nationals. They have two devastating losses late in the game on back-to-back nights against the Miami Marlins. I'll tell you this, in Cincinnati, it feels right now that they're 10 games out, and, and they're a half game out of the wild card, and they're two-and-a-half back in the NL Central, and the Milwaukee Brewers have a really tough go of it here coming up from a schedule standpoint. But, uh, look, the Bengals open up tomorrow night, preseason game number one. It, it feels in Cincinnati like it's football season, even though they're two-and-a-half back.
5: Bro, I had the Reds on a ticket yesterday or whatever it was. Uh, it was yesterday, and my worst nightmare. They're up four-one in the eighth, and then not only do they lose, but my guy uh, Bell, that used to be a pirate, who I, you know, I'm I'm like you, Queen City Pittsburgh, same kind of fans, same kind of fan base, same kind of suffering. I'm sitting here watching this guy hit home runs from both sides of the plate and beat me five-four, and I and I had that thing at like a plus. 115, had it in the bag, and then they lose five to four. I wanted to vomit, honestly. Now, you're going to see back games, that. Back-to-back
7: games. back-to-back games, David Bell has pulled a pitcher, and the pitcher that came in immediately gave up a home run. It was a, a, a solo shot uh, the night before to Soler, a three-run shot. And then Alexis Diaz, who's been lights out, gives up a home run to De La Cruz to, to lead off the ninth. It is, it's, it's been <laughs> – it's just been brutal. Not only losing, but losing the way they have is, uh, has been tough.
5: Well, they're playing. Uh, they start up a set of PNC with my Bucks tomorrow night in Pittsburgh. I think you got the Packers tomorrow night. That should be awesome. I'm glad you had uh, a great vacation. Uh, you got a tan. You're back to work. A lot of football. A lot of stuff going on. You're gigging on the radio. Always good to see you, my man. Tony Pike, the legend from hey, the Queen
7: City. too. Week two, can you see if Pittsburgh can do
4: something for the return to home I got you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across
6: America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing.
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
9: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
5: We go to 1971, and today in Carver High history.
1: We certainly do. That's where Harmon Killebrew became the 10th player in Major League history to hit 500 career homers. He hit two that night. 500 505 on one. 75, Jack Nicklaus wins his fourth PGA Championship by two strokes. Back when they had the PGA in August, like Scotty liked it. 1980, Jack Nicklaus wins his fifth and final PGA Championship. He beat Andy Bean. 81, Pete Rose gets his 3,631st hit to break Stan Musial's NL record. 1984, the United States men's basketball team wins gold at the LA Olympics. They trounced Spain, a team that featured future Dream Teamers, Jordan, Ewing, and Mullen.
2: Mullen like The women, these young men have come from all over the country. Every region of the country represented. They came from different coaching philosophies. They were all-stars. They were the leaders of their respective teams. Jeff Turner of Vanderbilt takes it. It, it. And the final score, the United States 96
5: and Spain 65. The U.S. has its ninth gold medal. Was that not Keith Jackson? Wow. I think it
1: was. I believe it was. I think that that might have been uh, Keith Jackson. The rolling hills of Pasadena. 86, <laughs> Cardinals' Bob Forge hits a grand slam to lead St. Louis to a 5-4 win over the Pirates. 89, the A's bat out of order against the White Sox in the third inning. How do you do that? 95, despite leading 2-1 in the ninth, Dodgers are forced to forfeit their game as the fans become unruly and throw autographed baseballs onto the field. What? 97, Angels' Tony Phillips is arrested for buying cocaine. That is frowned upon. Also in 97, Greg Maddox gets a then 5 $57 million deal. Potty Haddington won his second straight major of the PGA Championship in Patty. Oakland Hills in 2008. And in 2014, Rory wins his second PGA Championship over Phil at Valhalla. Has Rory won since? No. No. That is the
5: last time Rory won I a love major, that name. Valhalla. Valhalla. How about that? Check it out. Valhalla. They're
1: there next year for the PGA Championship.
6: BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arcia Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico.